Hi everybody, this is astrologer TK Brainerd, and you're listening to the Stars for the People podcast for the week of July 5th, 2010. Well, we got one more eclipse coming up this week, and um, like all eclipses, it's a biggie. It's a solar eclipse in the sign of Cancer, and we're going to talk about that this week and how that resonates with the chart of the United States of America some of the things that we might expect from that and um, eclipses are always moving us rapidly and sometimes radically to new places in life so I look at eclipses as um, these giant energy accelerators you know we have four of them usually every year and um, the two-week eclipse period or really it's about three weeks sometimes even a month surrounding the two eclipses tends to be one of the most chaotic times of the year sort of like mercury retrograde except with more of a life or death kind of feel to it whereas mercury retrograde a lot of times is um you know it's more of a sort of irritation annoyance factor going on i guess so we're going to talk about that. Um, you know, I do want to remind you that uh, in the articles, under the articles tab of my new snazzy, and um, I'm very happy with it, redesigned wordsforthepeople.com, uh, there's the seven eclipse remedies article. So a lot of you I know have, have already seen that or downloaded it. But if you haven't seen that and you start get to feel a little crazy this week, um, you know, please take advantage of that. There are uh, just seven easy, simple things that you can do to sort of help you reset, refresh, get grounded, find your balance. And um, they were, they're all sort of came through in a burst um, last year, last summer during eclipse season with a little assist from my other favorite Michigan astrologer, celebrity astrologer Maria Shaw, um, who provided number six for us. So yeah, go over and check that out, please. And um, I, I'm, I'm really happy with the new site, uh, writing almost every day now. And, um, you know, a lot of it's about astrology. Some of it will probably be stories from my own experience walking my rather, uh, some ways rather bizarre and in some ways rather mainstream path and um, also techniques for working with your mind as you know that's my big uh, fascination in this lifetime so come on over and check that out and we'll get back to the the eclipse in a minute um you know i want to talk a little bit about the fourth of july and i guess this really plays into the eclipse uh, I'm actually recording this on Sunday, July 4th, and it's sort of shockingly quiet in the neighborhood after it sounded like World War III had arrived last night, just explosions nonstop. So I don't know, maybe everybody's downtown at the fireworks or they're, they you know blew out their arsenal last night or they're waiting for darkness to descend. Maybe that's it. So take advantage of this quiet moment. But, you know, I went through a period of my life where I really um, I really sort of hated the USA and everything that it stood for. I had the opportunity fairly young to start traveling internationally and um, have been over a lot of Europe and to uh, 
New Zealand and you know I haven't traveled as much as many people that I know South America um when you it's, travel foreign travel is is very ninth house in astrology and I always look at the ninth house as representing the journeys that we take whether physical or metaphysical that expand our worldview and you know one of the reasons I probably hated America as much as I did is that because our country's so big um you know and it's not if you live in Europe or even in Central America or South America you know um and you have a little bit of money the next country is as far away as the next you know the state border here in the states or or maybe not even that far but for people in the US to travel you know you really have to make something of a commitment unless we're talking about Canada um in the north or or maybe Mexico if you live in California or Texas but a lot of Americans don't travel and when you don't travel it's easy to get stuck in the belief that the way you see the world is the right way and of course we're educated in this you know and and it's interesting i hear these sort of um right wing type people you know or extreme conservatives that get so upset about the curriculum in the in the you know public schools when they change the curriculum and emphasize black history month or you know whatever and and they see this as you know we're putting down our our culture and our traditions and i don't maybe there's some truth in that i don't know um i'm not really into the public school system as a anything other than a system for breeding you know prisoners of the mind and and good citizens which nowadays seems to equal good consumers but there you know there's such a value in learning the to see learning that other people see the world in in different ways and ultimately we're all the same at heart we all have the same desires you know we want enough to eat we want to be loved we want to have a good time we don't want to feel bad but in different cultures the world looks very different from the way that we're taught to see it and you know after i traveled for a while i had this real reaction to uh, realizing that so much of what i had been taught by the people around me and and the people you know the teachers and the media and my friends and my friends parents you know and my parents to some extent were just lies i mean they weren't true you know it was just an opinion or an assertion we're better than them but we don't even know who them are you know and i'm not i i mean jenny you know wanted to in our new house there's a american flag sort of furled up in the basement and jenny wanted to put the flag out yesterday for, for the 4th of july and um unfortunately the flag didn't fit in the flag holder which is sort of typical of this house which i, I really love this house but it's sort of got all these little quirk, quirks about it and um so we're not flying the flag on the 4th of July but you know at one point I would have been like nah, I don't want to fly that flag because it stands for all these things that I disagree with such as um you know we're better than you basically being the bullies of the world we're better than you we're stronger than you and therefore you're going to do what we want you to do and if you don't we're going to bomb the hell out of you or you know more subtly I don't know if subtly is the right word but more um 
with less overt violence, we are going to economically control you and, you know, and culturally bombard you into thinking the way we think so that you'll buy our stuff. And basically, what's all this leading up to? Um, A, I don't hate America anymore. And in fact, working in France for a year really changed my mind about that um, when I actually had to work in another country and realizing the lack of opportunity and the lack of mobility that people have in so many other places. So I love that about the United States. I love the inventiveness of the American mind. You know, I love that we really do, at at a very root level, have this desire to be good and to do good in the world. Um, you know, and and so on the Fourth of July, I'm celebrating that, and also celebrating my independence from having to, um, you know, pledge allegiance to anybody's flag, or um, you know, promise to support in quotes, my country, right or wrong, you know, because I don't think that we need to be supporting what's wrong. And there, there's a lot that is wrong in the world. And this eclipse that's coming up Sunday, it's a solar eclipse. And solar eclipses always ask us to let go of something. So the solar eclipse is a, is a, I think of it as a super powered new moon. And, you know, new moons represent the end of an old cycle. Uh, right before the new moon is the period of darkness, um, you know, where the seed is underground metaphorically and everything's sort of dead. And then at the new moon, there is this light of growth and creation that comes in and something begins to germinate. Something is going to sprout. Something new is happening. A lot of times at the new moon or at the solar eclipse, we don't always know what that new thing is. Um, but we will be made aware. Eclipses are usually not very subtle. So, you know, and some people, if this eclipse doesn't hit any major points in your chart, um, so the eclipse is in the 20th degree of cancer, the most obvious people that would be affected would be people um, with birthdays around 20 degrees, Cancer, Capricorn, Aries, or Libra. So let me do the math real quickly. Um, That would be, let's see, March, April, um... April 10th or so, you know, and then, and then, so whatever the April 10th, um, July 10th, um, I don't know, you guys figure it out, whatever three month increments for that, whatever your, wherever your sign is, um, yes, technical astrology with DK Brainerd, um, okay, it's going to bug me if I don't figure it out, so we're at, um, what do we say, April 10th, July 10th, and then for Libra, that would be October 10th, and for Capricorn, 20 degrees Capricorn would be right around January 10th. But also, you're going to feel this this eclipse really intensely if you have your ascendant or your midheaven um, at one of those degrees, or another important planet in your chart. You know, so say the ruler of of your horoscope. And if you don't know. If those, well, you'll feel it, right? If the if this is impacting you directly, if you want to find out what the important planets in your chart are, and of course they're all important in one way or another, feel free to consult a uh, a good astrologer. I highly recommend that, as far as helping you to um, understand how the energy is affecting you, as, you know, as we go forward into this increasingly intense time in the world. But even those of us who are not going to feel this 
this eclipse super intensely on a personal level, we're we're being asked to make some major changes on a collective level. And this eclipse falls, it, it makes some major aspects in the USA's birth chart. So if I look at the solar chart for the USA, July 4th, 1776, we've got the Sun and Mercury at 13 degrees and 24 degrees Cancer, respectively. And the eclipse falls right at the midpoint of that Sun-Mercury energy. So it's going to affect the Sun, which is literally our energy as a nation, and also Mercury, which is how we think, how we think about ourselves, how we think about nurturing, um, you know, how we talk about ourselves, how we talk to the rest of the world and to each other about our experience. And the this eclipse also makes a square to the United States Saturn, which is the rela- United States relationship planet, and it's hap- and it squares Saturn in the solar fourth house of the U.S. chart, and then it also squares Chiron in the solar tenth house of the U.S. chart. So for those of you that aren't um, astrology buffs, what does that mean? Saturn in the fourth house, the fourth house is about home and family, our experience of, of domesticity. And we're coming up on the USA Saturn return next year, um, which is always a time of reevaluating how we how we're structuring life in that area of our life. So Saturn in the US chart is going to talk about how we're structuring our relationships, and that would be, you know, both within the country and then our relationships as a country with other people with other nations in the world and Chiron in the 10th house you know would indicate that in in one way our wound as a nation is um, is about what we talked about earlier that Chiron and Aries that um, Arian really this sort of underdog um, chip on the shoulder mentality that where we really don't know our own strength and because we're always trying to convince ourselves that we're the best, you know, which is really another way of saying I'm good enough that, you know, we're talking about the deep sort of soul of America, like the, the deep um, sort of complexities of who we are as a people. So it's not like we walk around thinking this on a conscious level, but think about it. If you really feel good about yourself, do you need to constantly walk around telling yourself, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm better than them? No. I mean, people that have self-esteem and that have self-belief, they don't waste their time constantly puffing themselves up, you know, and going to war against anybody that would come along and say, well, no, you're not the best. You know, they're like, well, screw you. I don't care what you think. I'm, I'm good with who I am. So I see this eclipse as activating all of these things. And, you know, this is happening against the background of we're fighting some unpopular wars that we've been stuck in as long as the Vietnam War now, you know, with real no no real apparent progress um, other than a lot of people who make weapons and, you know, Halliburton and people like that are, are getting rich. And we have increasing numbers of, you know, these young, poor, uh, lower middle class American males who are coming back without arms and legs and, you know, a lot of times with severe um, mental and emotional problems from what they've had to do and, and had to see over there. And then we've got this massive oil spill that's happening, you know, 
I mean, this real a catastrophe that's so big that we really can't even think about it. We don't know how to think about it. And so I'm going to suggest that uh, a couple things with this eclipse. One, there are going to be a lot of people who are going to try to hook your attention with fear and try to get you to give them your energy by connecting with you on this deep sort of shared fear level. And so one of the things this eclipse is, you know, anytime we're talking about the end of an old cycle of experience or of being, since we're talking about the, the identity of the United States of America, how we see ourselves, how we see ourselves as a collective, there's always the ego reaction is going to be, I don't want to change. You know, the ego never wants to change. It always wants to stay stuck and the ego feeds off of fear, operates on fear, because ultimately what is the ego? The ego is fear of death, right? And so what we're going to see is the manifestation of this collective soul level fear being activated as an increase in the sort of virulence and violence of people that are demanding that you side with them in their interpretation of the fear. So whether that's the Tea Party people, and I'm not saying I'm against the Tea Party or for it, um, you know, I do believe that we need to change the way we're doing business as a nation. Those people market themselves as pro-change, okay? Whether it's, you know, the, um, the liberal Democrats who are going to war against the conservative warmongers, um, whether it's the news people, you know, playing off the fear of the politicians, playing off the fear, whether it's anti-immigrant stuff, whatever, you know, there's going to be this clamor for your attention and your energy. And again, what I want to suggest is that we're at a very crucial period in our evolution as a species. And it's going to be very easy right now to fall back into that doomsday kind of mentality. Cancer is the sign of the zodiac that has to do with nurturing. And I've been reading this wonderful book by Elliot Cohen called Plant Spirit Medicine. I can't remember who recommended this to me. A couple people, I think Chris, maybe from my herbal class, and, and uh, somebody else that recommended this to me. Maybe it was Saskia of Saskia's Flower Essences. I'm not sure, but thank you both, whoever you were. I'm really, really loving this book. And I, I'd like to read a passage that I feel is really resonant to what's going on with this eclipse. And he's talking about, Cohen is talking about the earth and about nurturing. And this really hit home for me, you know, having just um, witnessed the birth of two of my children in the last three and a half years and been exposed to the medical system, you know, and both in-person experience and talking to my friends who are mothers and who have been through this experience and then reading, you know, some of the statistics and some of the stories of people that go through the medicine system, the hospital system, which again is one of those um, major social structures that is going to be completely revamped by Pluto and Capricorn. But that's for another podcast. So here's Elliot Cohen from Plant Spirit Medicine. How well do we, how well do we remember our mother? Can we, we recall her 10,000 years of labor to create each inch of soil? Agricultural experts talk of acceptable rates of erosion, while Midwestern dirt drifts down the Mississippi, 
Have we forgotten who feeds us? Once we are all finally taken off her breast, who will bring us our food? Where will we get it? A mother's breasts freely give nourishment, security, identity, and fulfillment. And I'd like to interject here and say Capricorn Cancer, where these eclipses have fallen this summer and also last summer, is the axis of the chart that I look at as symbolizing security and nourishment and security status, nourishment, nurturance. You know, what does it mean to be safe, successful, and viable in life? So that's one of the major questions we're being asked right now. Our society hates mother's breasts, Cohen says, and does everything it can to keep children away from them. For we have come to believe that nourishment, security, identity, and fulfillment should be purchased. Women are no longer solely devoted to motherhood. They are members of the workforce, earning money to try to buy the things for their children that only their breasts can really provide. In many less industrialized societies, Mothers know that children need to nurse and to continue nursing, often for two, three, or even four years. In such cultures, breasts are openly displayed without shame or provocation. Many of us, on the other hand, have never had our need for the breast fulfilled, and so it persists as an obsession in adult life. Our dissatisfaction and rage at not having enough of mother distorts our fascination. We reject the real, serviceable, sagging maternal breast. It is the idealized virgin breast we crave. Thus, such modern inventions as the brassiere, the silicone implant, and breast cancer. Thus also the rejection of feminine values such as cooperation, nurturing, intuition, and sympathy. Thus the substitution of idealized sterile foods for real ones. And thus finally, the rape of mother in all her forms, including soil, forests, wildlife, water, air, and the bodies of women. You know, I'm going to wrap up with with a thought that has a message that has repeatedly come to me over the last week, which is the big lie that we're dealing with here is the same lie that the ego always pulls out when we're about to make a quantum leap into a new level of consciousness, which is if you go there, you're going to miss out. If you go there, you won't be safe. If you go there, how are you going to live without all of these pleasures and conveniences and all of these good things that you're not going to be able to have there? Oh, you're a fool, the ego says. Don't do it. Whatever you do, don't do it. Just stay here where it's safe. And I believe this is the big lie you know, and also the big, it's the flip side of the coin of the big promise that we're facing now. And and to me, this is what this series of eclipses, and specifically next Sunday's eclipse, July 11th, is asking us to really put our hearts into and understand and, and gain a new level of awareness about, which is that what we really long for is that real nurturing, you know, that most of us didn't get in childhood. And so it's not our fault that our fascination has become twisted, you know, and we live in this media fishbowl where we're constantly being bombarded with these very cunning, you know, very insidiously powerful, scientifically crafted messages selling, you know, all kinds of 
just all kinds of death and and destruction through sex, which should be about life, right? So it's not our fault that we're here. But what we have the opportunity to see through is the big lie of the ego that says, you won't like it if you go back to nature. You won't like it if you stop doing that job that you hate and you make less money and you end up moving to a different place, but you're part of a community where you're growing your own crops and you're living in touch with the land and you're actually seeing the flowers and hearing the birds maybe for the first time in 10, 20, 30 years and actually feeling the ground beneath your feet rather than running on this hamster wheel to buy, buy, buy and to get sicker and sicker and take more drugs and have more surgeries and all of this. That's the lie because... You know, what Cohen's saying there is what we really want is there all along. It's always been there. We don't have to strive for it. Well, my friends, I'm going to leave you with that thought. I hope that makes some kind of sense, and I hope you found this useful and inspiring. If you do, please pass it on. Let people know about the podcast. Let people know about the new website. And um, let people know about the weekly horoscopes every Monday. Um, the July video forecast should be up by the time you've heard this at EmpowerRadio.com. So check, feel free to check that out too. And until next week, this is astrologer DK Brainerd saying, may you go with the stars. Best minds of my generation refuse to take their medication. Your electroshocks, your chemical pills mm, ain't gonna cure what ails us. And I've seen the best minds of my generation washing windows at the service station. Guess up the